And now, the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast proudly presents First View Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of First View Friday. Brought to you by the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. It is the bonus episode where I watch a wrestling pay-per-view that I've never watched before for whatever reason. And I go review it match by match. And I give my overall rating at uh, the end. Um, This is the third ever episode of this. It comes out every first Friday of the month, hence clever tactic to call it First View Friday. Um, Anyway, uh, for this month, (laughs) I put up a poll, if you will. Well, first of all, I thought they can do polls on Facebook, and apparently you can't, unless you can't do it from the phone, but you do it on a computer. I didn't try that. But I tried on my phone, and I asked, what would you want me to watch between the following? WCW World Wild 98, ECW Heat Wave, any ECW Heat Wave that's not 98, or um, what was it? Uh, SummerSlam 92, which I've never seen the full all the way through. I've seen partial. I haven't seen it all the way through. So that's like a half first view, if you will. Two of you voted, and neither one was uh, unanimous. So um, ultimately, I just chose WCW again for a couple of reasons. One, it interestingly enough has a Juventud Guerrero versus... uh, uh, Guerrero versus Chris Jericho match on it that I'm interested in seeing because they just had a match on uh, Dynamite in 2021. That's that's pretty wild. And two, I always did want to see the match with uh, Jay Leno and uh, I mean, as cheesy as it was, I wanted to see Jay Leno and uh, Diamond Dallas Page against uh, um, Hogan and Bischoff. But, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see what else is on here. I don't really, I don't really know. Um, haven't really looked, uh, looked into it that much, but before we do all that, we gotta do this. You know the drill by now. Folks, welcome to the show. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the happy wrestling fan podcast. Follow us on Twitter at HappyFanPod and listen and subscribe to us on the following platforms Anchor, Breaker, DoodlePod, Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes. All right. Now, um, by the way, going forward in the upcoming months, just, just full disclosure, because I, I thought about it. And last week's, excuse me, last month's episode was WCW. This month's WCW, I am probably not going to do a WCW fall ball that I kind of was thinking of doing coming up in September. Instead, I might do an ECW Anarchy Rules 
Uh, the reason being is because I just want to kind of break it up between, you know, I don't want to do one thing. But to be honest with you, WCW and ECW are the most pay-per-views that I have not seen. So WWF, I, I've seen like a ton of. There's just a select few that, that I still haven't seen. But um, so that'll probably be ECW month for September because October will most likely be back to WCW and a uh, Halloween Havoc that I haven't seen probably most likely. Pretty sure, yes. Um, and then November might be either a Survivor Series or a November to Remember. Probably November to Remember, but I don't know. <laughs> because I've seen most... I think I've seen every Survivor Series except maybe the first few. I know my very first Survivor Series I've seen was uh, 1990. Which, speaking of 1990, um, I thought about it, and I, I haven't announced it on the pod yet, on the, on, the, on the Facebook, on the socials yet, but I decided to do one more episode of my summer series. Um, the summer series is something I started uh, towards the end of June, I believe. And I uh, just did basically all things related to wrestling in, in the summer, you know, during the summer. Well, uh, I had an uh, another idea, but I the more I thought about this, this idea that just came to me, the more I thought I'll probably sh- I probably should do that because of just the nostalgia behind it and everything. Um, I'm going to be doing another old school review, full disclosure, uh, and it'll be on the very first SummerSlam I've ever seen. My second WWF pay per view ever, my second wrestling pay per view ever seen, um, aside from WrestleMania Six. I'm going to be doing a review on SummerSlam 1990, my third favorite SummerSlam of all time. Um, yeah, it's just uh, should be an interesting show. So we shall see um, how that goes. All right, moving right on. Um, first view Friday. Let's do this. Some general info on WCW Road Wild '98. Uh, took place on August eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Eight eight ninety eight. That was interesting. Um, it was obviously from Sturgis, South Dakota, at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Estimated attendance was uh, eighty five hundred, eight thousand five hundred. And the commentators was Shivani, Heenan, and Mike Tanay. So that should be right there. Classic three-man lineup. Um, always enjoy listening to those three uh, on commentary. So that should be an entertaining one, to be precise. Um, I did kind of look ahead on the Wikipedia page for this, and I know for the fact that the opening match is the main versus the Barbarian, believe it or not, um, 
which I guess that means the faces of fear split up. I don't recall this happening, but I guess it had to have happened uh, at one point in time. So, um, yeah. So it's, that should be an interesting, uh, interesting match for sure to open with. So let's get started with uh, Mange versus the Barbarian from WCW World Wild 98. Okay, so pretty uh, pretty slow paced opener. Nothing too too big, really. Uh, quick match too. It was slow paced, but it was a quick match. Like it ended, it was like real short. Um, you know, the two of them they didn't take a beating and all that. They were pretty equally matched in strength and all. Uh, Jimmy Hart came out with a barbarian and Maine came out by himself. Um, not really a whole lot of action. There was more action at the, after the match than uh, the match itself. Uh, Maine won with the ton in death grip and afterwards Jimmy Hart was trying to get him off and um, attacking main in the process and then he had help from you uh humors i don't know if dungeon of doom was still a thing at this point in 98 i really don't remember and um so yeah then it was basically a three-on-one for quite a while i mean jimmy hart even got a dive off the top rope onto main but to no avail you know just mean god right up and just attacked, you know. And then all of a sudden, here comes uh, Hatsaw Jim Dudgeon for random reasons with his two by four and just wails away on um, Hugh Morris and Barbarian and Jimmy Hart scatters away. Um, so, yeah, uh, not too impressed. Uh, I gave it a two. Because it was, it was, it was what it was. Um, so yeah, that was that. Uh, up next, it looks like the Dancing Fools, uh, which consists of Disco Inferno and Alex Wright, go up against Public Enemy. So yeah, so far. <laughs> So so far, this pay-per-view is your typical WCW '98 pay-per-view. You can definitely tell. Um, but it's it's it could be you know it, it, it you know it could always do better. Um, you would hope. Um, also, it's very weird. They're saying that they have over two hundred thousand bikers there, but that doesn't make sense if the attendance was like eight thousand five hundred. So, which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, was that on top of the 8,500? I don't know. Who knows? Who tells the truth? Um, all right. Let's get on with this next match. Like I said, Dancing Fools versus Public Enemy. Okay, so, you know, I... Uh, 
spot too soon. That match was actually quite uh, fun. And I say that because <laughs> mid-match, uh, the third member of the Dancing Fools, it is Tokyo Magnum, uh, handed uh, Distro a trash can, or one of them a trash can, and they used it on, um, I believe it was uh, Johnny Grunge. And ref didn't um, disqualify him or anything. So then public enemy... T- uh... Oh, no, he used it on Roger Vox. Then Johnny Grunge came with a ladder. And, uh... yeah, it was turned into a street fight. So... Um, there was like a mailbox, it was the kitchen sink, there was, yeah, uh, they used, and, um, the end was pretty cool. There was three tables set up by public enemy on top of each other, and they put Disco, they climbed up a ladder, put Disco on top, on the top table, and then there was a scaffolding, you know, on the side of the, the ring area, um, and, he climbed the staff. One of the public enemy guys. Um, honestly, I I can never. I can't. I can never. Um, I never know who's who in that team. Um, so I apologize. But one of the guys dropped the elbow from the scaffold onto um, Distro Inferno, and they all three tables actually broke. So it was a pretty cool spot. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it a a solid three out of five, only because this next one, I think, might be can do better, because this next match is a Ravens Rules match. Um, triple Threat with Raven, Saturn, and Canyon, and. I'm a pretty big Flot and Raven fan, so this might be uh, pretty entertaining. Um, I well, another thing I gotta note: if you do watch this on Peacock, I I I know they can't do it because of copyright reasons, but it's just. It's weird hearing Raven's WWF theme during his WCW days when they couldn't do the instrumental for uh, Tom as You Are, I guess, for this. I, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, but I digress. All right. Raven's Wolves match next. Three, three out of five for this. This uh, tag team street fight, impromptu street fight, if you will. Um, so let's see what happens now. You know what? I'll tell you what, guys. This is this is the first on this first view Friday episode, like. 
every single match so far, I'm liking a little bit more than the last match. It's it's very unusual. <laughs> um, that was a hell of a triple threat. And it wasn't even as, as much hardcore, you know, Raven's Rules as it was the fact that Falls Ten Anywhere, they really did some great wrestling in it. The, all three guys are great athletes. Canyon, Raven, and Saturn. A lot of great stuff in that. There was a, and I'll tell you what, right now, again, you, you gotta listen to this match for the commentary because the commentary is, is great. I love Shivani, uh, the chemistry with Shivani, uh, Bobby, and um, and Mike Tanay. It's just so great. And especially this one rant that um, Bobby goes on about whose side is who on because, like, is Canyon on with Saturn or against Saturn? Or is he against Raven or with Raven? You know, they, they, I can't repeat it. It was it was so great and hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I know. Uh, great match. Saturn gets the win um, after the Death Valley Driver. Uh, his second one on to Raven, I believe. And then... Um, yeah, they, they fought all over. They fought on the ramp. They fought on the, the stage. They fought outside. Um, it, very, very fun. And now is the Cruiserweights, but not the Cruiserweight match yet that I was thinking of with Juventud and uh, Jericho. That's still to come. But right now it's Psychosis and Rey Mysterio and the winner gets a future Cruiserweight title shot down the line. So, uh, this is hell of a pay-per-view so far to be honest. I take back what I said. Um, you know, you don't knock it until you to see it, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, I, it's just, it'll be a shame when it, the main event comes because it's 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 Leno and it's he's not a wrestler and I, I don't know. Um I don't know. But uh yeah, so so far so great. Um I will say this um for this pay-per-view. So uh let's have some uh cruiserweight action next. So, yeah, just about what you would expect from a cruiserweight match. A lot of high-flying action. A lot of uh, hurricanes, flips, all that good stuff. Surfboard submissions. Uh, other submission holds. You know, your, your classic, uh, typical uh, cruiserweight title match. Not cruiserweight title match. Excuse me. Cruiserweight. Regular cruiserweight match, but it's for the number one contendership for the title. So, uh, still entertaining. So, I gave it a four out of five. Um, actually, uh, no, to be honest, um, there was a part of the match that I wasn't 
really paying attention to it, lost interest or whatever. But um, uh, I'll give it a three out of three point five out of uh, five. Um, like the last match, I think. But I mean, I don't think it's. But I, I've seen. Don't get me wrong; it was a great match, but I've seen better cruiserweight matches. So, um, yeah, three, I mean, three point five isn't bad, you know. It's like right almost in between. It's, you know, it's between good and bad, but a little bit more good than bad. You know what I mean? If, if the scale's out of five, three's in the middle, you know. So uh, up next looks to be the television title match, I think, uh, between Chavo Duro and Stevie Ray. Um, so, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's see what happens with this. Okay, so maybe I spoke too soon again. Uh, we're going back down. <laughs> we didn't peach. Um, short match, nothing too spectacular. Uh, Stevie made quick work of uh, Chavo, and I just retained. I I guess because Chavo was claiming that he was TV champ, and he had it on a notarized paper that saying that he was a champion, and that Stevie was just walking around with his title. I I don't know. It was it was weird. Um, like I said, not too much to go with here. Um, after the match, Eddie came down, but just to chit on Chavo, even though the two of them were supposedly, you know, feuding, or he couldn't stand Chavo, because he's, he's a little out there, you know. This was when uh, Chavo was with, you know, his horse Pepe, and all that, and uh, three. Given the people in the match, just I'll give it a three. Eh. No, I can't even give it a three. I'm sorry, two two point five. It wasn't that. It wasn't anything special. And now this match, next match supposedly. Is supposed to be Scott brother versus brother, Scott Steiner versus Rich Steiner, but Buff Badwell and Steiner, Scott rather, are out, you know, so-called injured because of what Rick did to his brother with the chair, I guess. Uh, Buff's got a neck brace on because I'm watching entrances before I record to know what matches coming next. Buff's got a net brace on, and Steiner's literally laid out on a stretcher with like a with like a net brace. Some he's bandaged up, and he's got the fucking um, oxygen mask over his face. So, and the crowd's chanting bullshit. So this this looks to be. Uh, an interesting one coming up. I don't know if there's going to be a match or not, but we shall see um, in a moment.
Guys, my Anchor app is really, or the, the website is really acting up today. Um, give me issues. Uh, before it goes off again, the match didn't happen. Uh, which didn't start. J.J. Dillon came out, said Stott wasn't cleared after what he did with him with the chair. But the doctor only gave him like two weeks or 45 days or whatever, which isn't really two weeks. I don't understand where the 45 days came in. Um, But he said to Steiner that if he doesn't wrestle him at the next pay-per-view, he was starting to start and buff, that uh, Stott will be barred from life from wrestling which woke up Stott from his stretcher and uh, in like shots. I said, what? What do you mean? You know, you know, and uh, Rich Steiner chased him. And uh, yeah, that was that. So now it's the next match. I can't really wait this match because it was no match. So next match looks to be NWO member Brian Adams, NWO Hollywood, is this is when they did the, whole black and white versus red and black stuff. Um, looks to be Brian Adams versus you know the horseman Steve Mando McMichael. Oh boy. So so uh, yeah. This is uh this should be interesting. God bless uh, Stephen Michael. All right. <laughs> bless his heart. All right. <laughs> um, let's check that out right now. Uh, so, question. Any of my listeners uh, fans of Botchamania? <laughs> On YouTube, by any chance? Holy shit. Um, here comes Mungo. <laughs> no, honest to God, I, you know, I respect Mongo for wanting to get into wrestling. And I love the guy. He, he, he was on the championship Bulls. Excuse me, my God. Chicago Bears team. <laughs> and, uh... You know, a lot of respect for him uh, in football. So, uh, <laughs> wrestling was not his forte, though. Uh, apparently, this was the biggest upset, according to Tony Schiavone, that we've seen on a pay-per-view in such a while, apparently. Holy shit. Um, so, it, it's your typical match, Mondo match. Um Oversells and uh, just unique style of moves, <laughs> like literally. Uh, he it looked like he had him in like this double underhook DDT, but then he just it wasn't really a DDT. It was just he just it was like a takedown. Even today it was like, well, that was a unique style of a move. <laughs> Like, of course it was. It's fucking Mongo. Uh, God bless him, like I said. Um, and serious, no, no. In all seriousness, with what he's been going through now, 
you know, I all the prayers and good vibes in the world are with him. But um, so I, you know, I, I apologize for you know making fun of him, but it just, it's just holy shit. Um, to another, it wasn't that a match ended where oh, the best thing was match ended. The ref gets kicked by Mongo after a powerbomb attempt by Brian Adams. And when I say kicked by Mongo, the fucking ref oversold. Because <laughs> it was a barely a kick. It was barely a kick. And Mitchie J sold that shit like, oh, and then he just fucking fell. And then uh, Brian Adams cheap shot kicks him for good measure. <laughs> the referee, that is. And then here comes Vincent, who, by the way, you know, somewhere, somehow is probably hustling someone for a $20 autograph uh, today. Um, and fucking, he comes in the steel chair, gonna hit Mondo with it. Mondo ducks, he hits Brian Adams, and then he just leaves the chair in front of his face, literally, so that Mondo can easily just punch the chair, hitting Vincent. Oh, oh boy. Um, then Mondo picked him up for Spike uh, Tombstone Pile Driver, if you will, um, which actually looked pretty decent. Uh, for the one, two, three. Uh, boy. So that was that. That was that was a thing. Um, I'm sorry. I I I I, I give it a two. I, I give it a two. Not. Not that. Actually, okay. It was entertaining in the fact that. Watching Mondo wrestle. So 2.5, 2.5. 2. You know what? I gotta stop saying my vote and then change it. I've done that for the past three or four fucking matches. I apologize. But um, I don't know what's on next. All I see, you got Mean Gene on a motorcycle surrounded by women. So <laughs> whatever this is, and then we'll get to whatever. The thing is, when we come back, I, I really don't know what's next after this. Holy shit. Uh, I should have watched ECW Heat Wave. No, just kidding. This has actually been, for what it is, there, there has been some good matches, like I said. Um, and I think still the time you got this Battle Royal NWO Hollywood was NWO Wolfpatch Invitational Battle Royal, some shit. I don't know. So, and of course, the the cruiserweight title match hasn't happened yet. So we'll see how that goes. That 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 I have high hopes for. So let, please don't let me down. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see what's next. Yep, the next match was that cruiserweight title match, and boy, did it deliver! I'll tell you what. Um, special referee, by the way, mind you, was Dean Malinko. And you know, Dean Malinko and uh, Jericho, they had that feud, um, long-lasting feud going. 
Um, great stuff. And this is also when, keep in mind, Jericho already beat Hooventude to take his mask. So Hooventude's unmasked at this point. And uh, this was when Jericho also was like, he beats people and then he takes stuff. So like he, he was wearing, uh, I believe that was Prince Ayatea's, uh, um, like kimono, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not, I, I hope I'm saying that word right. Um, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty funny when he, when he came out and he had, uh, Hoobie's mask as well. Um, so yeah. Great back and forth action. Great cruiserweight action. Um, match ending came when uh, Jericho, well, Malenko pulled off Hooventude in the corner off Jericho for I just not listening to you know the count. Uh, Jericho, however, kicked Malenko in the face because he was fed up with him. And this caused Hooventude to run at Malenko. Malenko catapulted Hoovy up, causing uh, Hoovy to do a Hurtanrana onto uh, on Jericho and pin him for the one, two, three, and become the new Cruiserweight champion. Now, I give this match a four. But, and I'm not changing it. It's it's definitely a four to me. But, I wonder, I wonder if there was some way that we can find out what Jericho's rating of the match was. Or like, for that matter, I wonder if there was a way where we can find out what number match that was for Chris Jericho. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm doing a cheap plug for an anniversary gift that my wife gave me. I got in the mail today the complete list of Jericho book, which I'm holding right now. I will uh, talk more about this on uh the main part next week, but so far this looks awesome. And let's just go right now to said match that he had to see what he rated it, because he's got his. Uh, he's it's 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 a very creative book so far. It's like every match he's ever been in up until a certain point of last year. Um. Okay, August 1998. Let's see. Uh, I'll just say, here we go. 800, it was match 892. It was a loss to um, it after the top of Frankensteiner. Uh, that was what he did, the top of Frankensteiner, who we did. Crowd was about 10,000. A lot of people, uh, Wikipedia says one thing, the commentary say another. 
Jericho says 10,000. Who do who to believe? Who knows? Uh, even even wrote his payoff for the match, which was $824. So that's pretty funny. Um, he rated it at a three and a half. So I actually liked it more than Jericho did, apparently. Probably just he lost. But uh, it was a fun match. It really was. But yeah, this book, I can't wait to really dive in because it's amazing. And I wish more wrestlers did this. And I wish there was a way for more wrestlers to be able to do this. Or I wish wrestlers would have thought to do this like Jericho did and just create something this amazing. Um, I, I can't, I really can't wait to talk about it on the next main pod and talk about it. Um, well, yeah, and just to dive in on it myself. So more on that later. Up next looks to be like the NWO Invitational Battle Royal. Uh, I guess the only way to win is by either pinfall or over-the-top of elimination. No clue who's in this match. So let's find out right now and see what or who's in it. Shall we? We got to be getting close to the end of the pay-per-view. My God. I don't know why these always take so long to do. Probably just like ramble too much in between. But anyway, all right. Full disclosure. It's about 11.34. I don't know how much longer the show is. Uh, it's not getting done by, uh, this isn't coming out by midnight. I'm sorry. It's close to midnight probably, but um, we'll see. All right. Invitational next. Let's do it. So basically what it was, was you had four guys from the NWO Black and White, four guys from Red and Black, and Goldberg, the reigning, undefeated, 129-0 WCW champion. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this one. A couple interesting things. First of all, I don't know how I forgot that Scott Hall and the Giant, not only was the Giant rejoined with NWO Black and White, but he was tag team champions with Scott Hall, apparently. I have no recollection of that. I I really don't. Um, So he was on, it was him, it was Scott Hall, it it was Kurt Henning, and it was Scott Norton on NWO Black and white, NWO Hollywood, whatever you want to call them. Then, for the Wolfpack, it was Kevin Nash, Sting, Lex Luger, and Conan. Then, Goldberg uh, came out. So, you know, match starts. First, things, you know, the, the everyone's... It's not really every man for himself because it's really... Four on four, and then there's Goldberg, so he's fighting everybody and anybody. Um, so Hall tries to do the outsider edge, but gets bat body dropped over the top, causing him to be eliminated. But the loud thud he made on that floor, that, damn, that sounded brutal. 
And then Kevin Ash eliminates himself because I guess he's in a heated rivalry with uh, Hall at the moment. So they're going at it. Um, anyway, Lon, you know, it's typical Battle Royal stuff. Um, I think Goldberg eliminated practically everyone except for Nash, who eliminated himself. Um, and then just basically the it came down to the giant and Goldberg, giant choke slams Goldberg, and then uh, you would think he would be down for the count, and then he uh, taunts the crowd, and while he's taunting to the crowd, the giant um, Goldberg like wakes up, like hold he he <laughs> like hold, like just shakes it off, Hogan style, you know. Oh God, I just hit the might um and then he does instead of trying to eliminate him he he goes for the jackhammer which he gets and the one two three um your typical battle royal typical obvious winner i'm gonna give it a three you know it wasn't it wasn't bad but it wasn't good um i am mind blown right now we are on the main event finally but guys According to this thing, this paint, this show <coughs> is two hours and forty-five minutes. It is now. Granted, there's still entrances and stuff, but it is now at the two-hour and seventeen-minute mark. Michael Buffer's doing the entrances. You would think that that takes about at least maybe five, ten minutes. So we're looking at either like a 15 to 25 minute match main event uh, what with Jay Leto in the main event what Paige will probably do most of the work I don't know I really can't remember but we shall see next holy I think this is incredible that it's the main event and it's going to be that long <laughs> Well, folks, that was that. Uh, like I said, I was pretty much right. Uh, it was mostly paged the whole match. A lot of uh, typical, you know, uh, not, I, I yeah, stop saying typical. <laughs> typical WCW main event. No, uh, a lot of snafus. Um, you know, uh, the. Uh, the loaded fist of uh, Hogan trying to get the job done with Bishop, with uh, Page, and then there was just interference from Disciple and and Kevin Eubanks. I mean, my guy Kevin Eubanks looked more jet than Jay Leno did. He should have been in there, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, he was. Is then the finish came when uh, Eubanks uh, went in and diamond cutted. Uh, Eric Bischoff, and then Jay pinned him for the one, two, three, and you can definitely tell they were using some sort of. I see. I hate watching stuff on Peacock and the network because it's not copyrighted music, so that's why we heard Jericho's WWF theme during his match because they couldn't use the. Uh, he hit what was the second theme? Because Raven had the drum as you are. 
Oh yeah, the Giotto's second theme was like a even flow instrumental. They didn't use that. Clearly, you can tell they use some sort of like kitschy late night music. Um, but I wonder what they had, had originally used, whether it be Page's theme or just something with Jay Leno. But I wonder what the hell they couldn't use. Maybe, maybe the Tonight Show theme. Maybe I don't. I really don't know. Um, but you know, it was what it was. Jay Leno got the win, and you gotta be. Sp- and they're saying, "Oh, you know, we spent Jay Leno only had a week of training, went in there and did what he did." Not like he did anything fucking spectacular. To be honest with you, he did a couple of clotheslines, a couple of jadens, screw arm bars, or arm arm screws, whatever you want to call them. So overall, it was I'll give it a three, and I think. For the most part, this whole overall pay-per-view, which started off promising, started off very good, um, and then it just kind of averaged out. I'll give it a three out of five. Now, let I always say, the views, opinions, and uh, ratings don't really mean jet shit. <laughs> I mean... If you liked it, then you liked it. If you didn't like it, then you didn't like it. I ain't gonna tell you, oh, you didn't like it? Why didn't you like it? You know, I didn't like it, so why, you know, how did you like it? Now, like what you like, hate what you hate, whatever. Um, it's not that I hated this review. I just, you know, I, I didn't feel... So far <laughs> in this show, aside from the SummerSlam review that I did in the last episode... I haven't really gotten given this um, any pay-per-views of uh, four rating yet, other than the one I gave uh, SummerSlam 98 in the last main episode of the pod. Which, tell me to think of it, I don't think, of, I, I don't think I did give a overall score. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Regardless, um, yeah, uh, that that's all the time we have. Folks, thank you for joining us. Um, that was WCW World Wild 98. Next month, like I said, probably switch it up from WCW, but although there are, there are a couple of fall balls I really want to see, um, 98 being one of them. And then what was the one that we watched last month that was coming up to be fall ball next? I believe it was... Uh, 93, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 93. So, um, I, I definitely haven't seen either one. Um, but next week, like I said, next month, I'm going to change it up. We're going to do, definitely going to do ECW. Uh, probably Anarchy Rules, the first one. Anarchy Rules 99. Um, October, but go back to WCW, probably. November, I'm thinking about it. I really want to do... It's the 25th, 25th, hold on, let me think about this. Yeah, it's the 25th year anniversary of the BWO, so I think it's only fair, I'm coming up in November, so I think it's only fair that I watch November to remember 96th in honor of uh, my favorite Stevie Richards and the Blue World Order. Um, 
And then December, I don't know what I'm going to watch. Probably a Starcade. Maybe. Because um, I've seen all the Armageddons. Uh, I've seen most of the December in your houses. Um, I do not want to watch Dismember to remember <laughs> the WWE ECW travesty. Um, maybe Massacre on 34th Street. I don't know. We, we shall see. Um, that's all the upcoming ones, guys. Until next week for the main pod. Um, just to plug what's coming up, I believe. I so I'm definitely going with my uh nostalgia trip down to my first ever SummerSlam I've ever seen. I'm gonna talk about it on the main pod next week. So leading up to it, I was looking through Peacock, seeing what I could watch uh to watch on Wednesday. And just like I've been leading up to because like I said, for the summer series, I've been trying to match um watch alongs with the main topic. Closest thing I could find was the Saturday night main event that aired July 28th. Hey, my anniversary. July 28th, 1990. Um, so that might be what I watch for Watch Along Wednesday. Um uh, to show because there was no VAR back then or nothing in 1990, so and they don't have that early superstars yet, so yeah, it's about it. I'm out of here. Uh, sorry, it's about 1240, so this is going to be posted 40 minutes late. Apologies, but um, until next time, spread the happiness, and we'll see you next time. For First View Friday and the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Fans, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Happy Fan Pod. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Manalia. John Oliva, take us out! Rock and roll is like fighting in the rain We got together to do our thing